Breaking Ties with Mentor Britt, Certified Life Coach and Survivor. This is where I help others turn wishful thinking into powerful action. Being a survivor myself of many trials, I've learned to not only remain positive in situations that disrupted my plans, but also how to continue to reach dream after dream despite adversity always finding its way to me. In this podcast, I share new topics daily. Let's go ahead and break those ties and turn wishes into reality together. I promise you if I can do it, you can do it too. Hey guys, happy Friday. Today is Funky Friday. And I named it this because it's kind of going to be all over the place. This is kind of going to be a little bit of everything that I celebrate um, throughout each week. And a little bit of hard life lessons maybe along the way. Because I always include those no matter what in every single thing that I do. Um, And basically just having fun and being proud of everything that I've come to and accomplished. And where we're headed and where we're going and where I think you guys can go and grow too. So today's Funky Friday. Today's topic is celebrating growth. I'm gonna specifically be talking about lessons learned, growth in my stats, facing fears, the journey of overcoming and going outside of my comfort zone completely, especially with this podcast, because guys, this is nothing like videos and it's nothing like anything I've ever done before. Um, As Dr. Drew put it, in one of the podcasts that I listened to yesterday. There's a lot to be learned and I'm only my first weekend and I can tell you I have learned an extreme amount already that is just blowing my mind. So (laughs) thank you, thank you, thank you to every single one of you that are helping me get out of my comfort zone completely. um, And helping me move forward with my life and just kind of go and grow in the journey of life. (laughs) So one thing that I want to talk about is about a month ago, before this podcast had actually officially been brought up um, and made into an item um, that is actually now across, I think I'm at like seven platforms now. Before this had been like made into material, there were different things that I had told myself for years now, but specifically about a month ago. About a month ago, um, I did place a spell on myself. I kind of do a little bit of magic work on the side of where I am with my spirituality. And one of the spells that I placed on myself, normally it's about manifesting and growing into things and just getting better at being who I am authentically. But this spell specifically, I noticed a really overwhelming amount of negative energy and I couldn't pinpoint exactly where it was coming from. It was very confusing. I went to a few of my best friends and of course my fiance and was like, am I just going crazy because something just feels off right now and I don't know what it is. So they of course encouraged me and reminded me it's okay that, you know, I'm still going and growing and in the depth of my journeys of all the things from healing from my traumas to healing from my 
like everything in my life. So I casted a spell on myself. I also did a saging of my house and I worked a few different things, lit a few candles, things along those lines. And the spell specifically was, I take my power, my power back from all of those who have been stealing it without my consent. And this is something I've done before, but I haven't done it in about two years. So before when I did it, this is when I realized that my power and my energy was being stolen from my then ex, who I ultimately was able to completely get away from way extremely faster than I thought even possible. And it really helped me like rehome that freedom. Well, this time when I did it, there had been at least a solid five people that came forward in my life and made it very obvious they had negative intentions and negative um, connotations of me. And of course, I'm totally okay with, you know, you could think whatever you want about me. That's you. <laughs> That's totally on you. I don't care. Um, but it was very obvious that something just was amiss. And so those people were brought very forward. A few of them made it extremely known, not only to me, but to the world, how they felt about me. And I, it is what it is, you know, they're doing their own thing. I'm doing my own thing, but they didn't know what I had worked behind the scenes. And this thing, casting the spell on myself, I was able to clearly see without a doubt in my mind, okay, this is where I'm getting this feeling from. This is where I'm getting that negative energy from. So I'm just going to be okay. I'm just going to let it go in silence. And it is what it is. So I kept my silence because I was working through things, obviously behind the scenes that these people didn't know about. And I just kept letting it be. So I let it all be. And guys, I kid you not, as soon as I got those people out, and as soon as they were brought forward, and it was like, okay, you're in, you're the one, you're the problem, out. So <laughs> I did that. I kid you not, guys, almost overnight, things started blowing up. Now, for me, even my small successes are huge successes because they're things that I maybe have never thought about doing. And they're things that I believe everyone should be doing for their own well-being. And I personally think that we all are our best selves when we don't feel hindered by what other people think about us. And I truly don't give a damn about what other people think about me. I never have. Um, that's been something that's very well known since I was an early child when my case of the traumas and the abuse that I endured hit the front page of the news. My whole entire city knew about it. My whole entire school, when I walked into school after that Christmas break, went completely silent. I ultimately moved across the country. There were lots of people making up rumors about me clearly I don't give a fuck. Okay. Like the truth is the truth is the truth. And I don't care. I'm going to speak the truth. And for me, that's my truth. Whether you perceive it that way or not, that's totally on you. However, if it remains, it'll stick and it's stuck. So one of the things, and one of the reasons why I feel like these people felt they needed to shame me is because they felt like by shaming me they could become better than whatever which honestly for me that says to me that they saw my potential more than what I saw in myself because at that time I 
was still diving into how do I create a podcast? How do I get to this audience? How do I reach these people? And when they shamed me the way that they did, it ultimately made me take a step back and say, okay, now or never. I have now or I have never that I'm going to be able to accomplish this. I need to be able to accomplish it. They could say what they want about me. They can ruin me and tarnish me on one platform. That's fine. But there is still 12 billion plus people that have never heard of me. So I will do it. So I immediately started diving into everything. I immediately was in my groups of how to join a podcast, how to make a podcast, how to do things. Um, there are people that I've followed now for two plus years that have had, I mean, I've have followed Joe Rogan, who's the number one person who makes a podcast and a vlog. And I followed his footsteps and his footprint of being able to reach the amount of people that I need to feel like I need to reach to build my brand more because I felt like my one platform that I had been working on for this 10 years just was not sufficing enough. And then if you're going to go and slander my name on top of that, and there's going to be all these people that follow me that think this, that, and the other. Okay, that's fine, boo, that's on you. But at the end of the day, that's not the only platform. <laughs> you can you can slander me all you want on one platform, but you can't do that on 10 platforms. <laughs> so I said, okay, now or never. It's now or never. And the next week, I started my first series. That's when I started the, Monday, the uh, Motivational Mondays. I did that for two weeks and then I said, okay, it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. I'm not completely set up. Guys, I'm telling you, I record these things in my bedroom, on my phone, sometimes with earphones, sometimes not. It's a little chaotic here. Sometimes I have notes, sometimes I don't. It's only my first weekend truly of podcasting. However, guys, it's amazing, amazing the amount of reach that you're able to to get and the amazing the feedback that I've gotten already so I thank you guys I love you guys I'm so proud of you guys for everything that you've done I don't care what other people say about you I want you to know that you're fucking worthy okay that's the whole reason why I made this whole thing that's the whole reason why I have always spoken out is because I don't care what other people say you're fucking worthy just like I'm fucking worthy okay it is what it is <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you guys my whole life I had been shamed and I held that guilt and I held that shame so, so long, okay? That guilt and that shame that I had growing up because my father chose to abuse me and my mother chose to do extremely traumatic events in front of me that caused me to still question things as a parent. Because those things that I went through and because of that shame that was put on me and in me, there are things that I have had to work extremely hard for to be able to say, no, fuck all that. That is not mine to carry. It's not. All of that shame and guilt is not mine to carry whatsoever. Anytime, anywhere. Anytime I think of all the things that all of these people have done to attempt to shame me, I always go back to, that's not my burden, that's your burden. That's what you feel 
That's on you. You feel that way. Growing up, one of the things I always felt was I was the reason my parents' marriage was ruined. I knew my father was a cheater. He happened to be cheating on his wife with me, his daughter. But it was not something that I consented to. It was not something that I wanted. It was not something that I enjoyed. It was something I actually continued to fight and fight and fight and fight and fight hard. But I knew. And for so long, as I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on, because guys, I was five when the grooming started. I didn't understand what a penis was until I was nine. And then by the time I was 12, I had a miscarriage. And that's when shit hit the pan. That's when he realized it needs to stop. And everyone that I knew tried to say that it was my fault. For all my life. And you know what? It was clear as day as soon as I got out that none of that was my fault. It took me into high school. And I realized nothing, nothing that was ever done to me as a child was my fault. It was my truth, yes, it was my experience, yes, but it was not my fault and it was not my doing. I do, however, feel that I was given these burdens and I was given these experiences and I was given these traumas to reach more people because I have something that many others don't and that's an overwhelming amount of traumas that have occurred in my childhood to degrees that others can't even fathom. I mean, it literally had my lifelong therapist shaking in her pants. Every night, she told me when I was an adult, finally, that I'm my case was one of the cases in why she ultimately quit her job because she saw the system fail. And she was tired of seeing the system fail, and I can't blame her at all. She told me that my stories that I would tell her, who's also a survivor, and it's happened to not only her, but other therapists that I've seen. That the stories that I would tell them would ultimately send them into the fetal position at night, scared to death, because they would be so beyond triggered they didn't know how to get out of it. So, there are things that I believe that I've endured so I could reach more people and I can give hope to more people that... You can go so far and beyond what happened to you and what you endured and all of those different things. But none of those things, none of that trauma, none of those burdens that your ancestors gave you are yours to carry. They were simply given to you temporarily in this life so that way you could build and you can reach far and wide beyond others that's what I simply truly without a doubt feel it's one reason why I'm so extremely open it's one reason why I have the core beliefs that I do and it's one reason I fight so fucking hard for my own kids what my father did created a lot of shame in my family it created a lot of shame within even my 
cousins. It created a lot of shame in my uncle who immediately had to switch positions. It created a lot of trauma for not only me, but for others in my family. And what he did was dishonorable. And what he did was for his own sake. But what he did is not something that my family needs to carry any longer. What he did will never change. But me and my cousins and my family, we are still honorable. Which is why I speak the fuck out all the damn time. Because I want others to see my family and go, oh, yeah, you did have that happen in your family, but look at what came from it. And it's not just me. It's far from just me. I see so much and so many other parts of my biological family where the traumas have shaken for generations, which is why I speak out so that way we can rehone our truth and rehome that honorability that I believe we personally deserve. Yes, my father's actions will never go away. They won't. He chose to do the things he did. However, him choosing to do the things that he did does not define anyone else in my family but him. And this is something I speak to my cousin about frequently, who I've recently reconnected with after 13 years of not talking to each other. My cousin that I freaking dearly love, and she knows it. And it's something that no matter what people shame us with, it's because they feel that way about it. Not because you feel that way about it. I was never ashamed of the abuse that I was enduring. I wasn't, especially in the moment, because I fucking fought, okay? I'm here. Every day I remember fighting for my life. Because the occurrences happened every day for seven years. I fought. But I wasn't just fighting for me. I was fighting for everyone else who had ever endured anything similar to what I endured or was going through anything similar to what I endured. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Because frankly, what was done to me affected all of those areas of my life. And frankly, I'm still honorable and deserving of having all of the desires that I have in those areas come true. So what the shame of other people put on me, that wasn't for me. That was for them. That was saying they personally feel that way. The story was never going to change. Regarding 
my birth and the abuse. It wasn't. The wounds were going to be caused. This is something I've come to very clear terms about. The wounds were going to be caused. With all of that though, they happened so I could embrace them. So that way I can reach and touch the people who are so beyond broken that they don't realize that they're fucking worthy of it. They're fucking worthy of success. They're fucking worthy of healing. They're fucking worthy of growth. I speak out because it's my way of healing. I have always written as my form of healing. I have always spoken as my form of healing. This is not the way everyone does healing, okay? It's not and never will be. That's something that will not ever change. However, with that being said, just because other people choose to heal in a different way or a different fashion than me, does not mean they are less worthy of healing. Does not mean they're less worthy of facing their traumas. Because, frankly, you have to face it dead in the eye. And you have to look at your fears. And you have to say, oh no, I'm worth so much more. And this is one reason I was terrified to have a son. And now I have three. Terrified to have a son, guys. I cannot even express it to you. I was so shaken in my pants the moment I found out that my oldest, my little CJ, he was going to be a boy. I cried a lot. I didn't know what I was going to do because I was afraid. I was the most afraid that the cycle was going to repeat itself, not because I had ever thought about anything like that. But because that's how general, generational curses work. Is they smack you in the face right when you don't realize it. Right when you don't even know it. That's what was happening. I was facing all of my traumas regarding my father. He had just gotten out of prison. What the hell am I going to end up doing? Now he's on parole. After a 15 year sentence. Now he's on parole and out. What if he sees me? These were all valid fears and concerns that I had at the same time I was pregnant with my oldest. That same year that I finally had my miracle baby despite all the fucking challenges is the same year that my father got out of prison. And y'all, it was so fucking hard. It's terrifying. My paranoia that I have with my PTSD, that came back. I had moments where I would have dreams and visions of him just walking up the driveway to see me and just staring at me. And it was scary because I had never thought about if I had to face him again. And still to this day, I don't know if I'm ready to ever face him again. Which is why I don't go back to my hometown where he is. But. 
that doesn't mean I'll never be ready. There will be a day that I'm ready. And it's still scary raising boys. However, from that time that I found out I was having a boy with my oldest, which I was about nine weeks at the time because we did the early testing, I think I was like 10 weeks actually, when we truly got the test back and everything. When we found out that he was a boy, and it was so, so scary for me, the one thing I knew is that because of it being so fucking scary, that meant I was going to work and fight that much harder for my boy. To not have to go through anything that I had gone through as my father's daughter. Because that father-daughter relationship had long been gone. Before the abuse physically started, that relationship was gone. I'll never forget the day when I was five and I prayed in church that someday I would have a proper father figure. Because things were not right. And I didn't understand what it meant. (laughs) I didn't know anything about what I was going through or what I was going to go through in the future. But I knew that that relationship was not where I wanted it to be. And I knew someday if I had a son, I would have to prove to myself and probably others that I was not what my father was. But that story of what happened to me will never change. The stories of the things that he did to me will never change. The wounds that were created within my life, within my boundaries, and within all these other areas of my life that I'm still healing, those stories wouldn't change on how they were created. But... I was never going to hold shame towards them. I was never, ever going to allow someone to shame me for having those wounds that were created. And I was never going to let anyone tell me I wasn't fucking worthy of being a parent. Because regardless of what was done to me, That just gives me more ammo to do so much better. And sometimes it sucks because sometimes I see people that haven't had things done to them and they do so many bad things that I'm just like, man, if only you knew the child's perspective on that as a survivor, fuck. But I've always been worthy of everything that I've ever wanted to desire and I've ever had as a dream. That's why those dreams were given to me at such a young age. That's why now I have the boys that I have. Despite my challenges with infertility and despite my challenges with holding pregnancies and pregnancy complications out the ass, (laughs) all of those things 
don't take away my worth. And I want you to say it with me. I'm worthy of having all the things that I desire. Because I promise you, you fucking are. I don't give a damn what others say about you, tell you, I don't care. That is how they portray themselves. That is them talking to themselves, trying to put their feelings on other people, because they are not willing to face it. Plain and simple. They cannot look in the mirror. I want you to go look in the mirror. And I want you to say, I am worthy of having all the things I desire. I am worthy of having all of my power back. Especially from those who have been stealing it without my consent. I promise you guys, if you do this for a week. Even if you just do this for a few days. You're gonna see things in your life change. If you truly hone into it, and you truly are saying it because you want to grow, you will see change. It may make things hit the fan a little bit, but I promise you, if you remember that you're worthy. You're worthy of success. You're worthy of your desires. You're worthy of your big family. You're worthy of that dream car. You're worthy of that however million dollars you want to have. You're worthy, okay? You're worthy of having the TV or the blankets that you want to have. You're fucking worthy. You're worthy of having the love that you want. You're worthy of having the kids that you want. You're worthy of reaching the amount of people that you want. Your voice... Your voice can go so, so, so far. And you don't even realize it. With all of the energy put to your gut, go to the mirror and say, I am worthy of having all the things I desire. And I will take my power back from all of those who have been stealing it, especially without my consent. All the changes that you're going to face in these coming weeks all of the concerns that you have all of the worry and the fear that you have towards getting and reaching those desires it's all going to come forward it's going to be scary to look at but I promise you if you tackle one thing at a time off that list whatever the hell it is I promise you you're going to get it you will and it's probably going to come to you the way you least expect it. Two weeks ago, I printed the plans, the building plans, to have this extremely vintage cradle I had been wanting for my babies for a long, long time, but I had never gotten it. It's extremely hard to find. It's one of those that literally it probably costs about a thousand bucks if you go to an Amish store. Extremely sturdy, very big, 
it rocks, it sits still. Like I said, it's very big, bigger than your average cradle. And it's built to last. Out of nowhere, guys, I found it on the marketplace on Facebook. And I saved it. The person didn't want a lot for it. They shared a brief little story about it, but not a lot of the story. And I saved it because I wanted it. I wanted something along those lines. If I couldn't have that exact one, that's fine. I could just go build it because we've done a lot of woodwork in our house. We know how to do those things. Praise God, my fiance, he works in construction and I grew up building things out of wood all the time. Like that's why I focus on tables in one of my stores. And that's just something we love to do as a family. But I knew our time to get the things done in the way that I wanted to have them done and the material that I wanted to have them done probably wasn't feasible. But I just kept saying, I'm going to get this thing. Well, a few weeks later go by. I think it was like a week or two. I see that this cradle is free. Apparently, this family had had this cradle for three generations. The man that gave it to us, when his parents were pregnant with him, his mom was pregnant with him, especially, obviously. <laughs> she had this cradle built for her. Nothing fancy put to it. No carvings or anything like that. But she had the cradle built for her. Then the father that it was built for. who used it when he was a baby. He then used it for three of his kids out of the four kids that he had. Well, his kids weren't old enough to use it. They were still barely like 13 and 14, I think. So he didn't want to, they didn't have enough room to move it. And they were moving across the state line. So there's very limited space and how they were moving and he wanted to make sure that this went to a family that could truly use it. This man had no idea that I had been, I printed out the plans to build the same exact one. No idea. We listened to his story. Of course I told him I would take honor in having it. I would use it for my growing family. We always joke we want like 13 kids. We have three, so, and I still have over 10 years of where I could become pregnant, so it's very possible. And I told him we would honor that cradle and we would use it and we would pass it down and we would keep going with it. He had no idea that two weeks before then I had printed the same exact building plans to build the same exact cradle. I promise you if you desire to have something and if you put it out to the universe that you want this thing and you are going to have it, it's going to find a way. My biggest goal with everything that I've spoken out about, all of the years, all the platforms I've been on, 
My biggest goal was always to impact one million people. Just one. It's a million, yes, so it's a lot. But one million people. I, of course, couldn't do that on just Facebook. I probably could. I mean, there's 2.89 billion users on Facebook. But when your name gets slandered a few times over the few years, um, I mean, I've watched my following grow tremendously. I thank God for my followers. I love my followers that have been with me and my friends that have been with me for over a decade. Y'all truly rock. You don't know how much you inspire me constantly. You don't know how proud I am of watching you grow into who you are. But that was my main platform that I'd always used. And I knew in order for me to reach my one million people, I needed to branch out. Slowly, I got into Instagram. However, I've had to reboot that a few times. I'm still in the process of rebooting that. That has 964... 0.8 million users. So those two combined, I could probably reach my 1 million, right? But that's not all. Then TikTok came. It's brand new still. There it has 689 million users. I've actually kind of built a following on there, but it's not very big, and I'm still in the process of figuring it all out because it is so new and like I said the videos I've done before were nothing like a podcast they were nothing like a TikTok they were nothing like any of those like new trends I never was into the 30 second videos I never was into the traditional how to videos like super quick I'm not one to be able to do that I like to speak. I like to write. That's why I have a blog that I've had for four years now. On that platform, there's 409 million users. And I've reached a lot. I've met a lot of people that way. So I'm sure there's a portion of those people that are probably in my goal of impacting a million lives and helping them million people grow but I knew there was still more that I could do that's why for two years I had been pondering about podcasts and being a podcaster myself and learning how to do everything along the way because like I said I love to talk I love to speak I love to write and I love to help others It's just my thing. It's just who I am. Well, 13 years ago, I started, or no, nine years ago, I started my YouTube. Three years ago, it boomed. And then two, it was a year after that, (laughs) that I got banned. Two-year ban at that. Not like a 30-day ban or a 60-day ban. No, two years I got banned. Every one of my videos got muted. It got nowhere. It dropped. Everything dropped. Subscribers, everything. So ultimately, I lost that platform for a while. But then when I restarted my Motivational Monday videos, I said, why the hell not put that on YouTube? Why not? So of course, I saved it. Went over to YouTube. Rebranded my YouTube. 
and started putting it up. Well, in one month, not even a month, because I didn't even start it in the first day of September. In less than a month, I've been able to get to the point where I am 20% away from my personal goal of being able to where I can monetize it. Now you tell me if that's impacting enough people or not. You can slander me all you want on Facebook, but you're not doing it on YouTube and you're not doing it through podcasts. Now, this morning I just got another notification. We are on another platform. Which is huge! I think I'm on like eight platforms now. Seven or eight platforms now. Still waiting on Apple. That's a whole other deal. But (laughs) still, that's a lot of people. So out of those platforms who listen to podcasts, on average, about 155 million listeners listen to podcasts. And at that, they listen to about seven shows regularly, weekly. And the more posts that you have throughout the week, the bigger you grow. Because obviously, the more content you have. Which is why my Facebook grew exponentially all the time. Because I post multiple times a day. My YouTube, I post almost daily. And I'm now getting to where it's easier for me to post throughout the weekend. So I save everything. I configure it all. And then I post it on the weekend. That's easiest for me. But there's like six new videos every week. So... And they're all long, because you guys know I love to talk. Most people can't sit there and watch 36 minutes or listen to 36 minutes on YouTube. So my subscribers, what they do is they typically save the video, watch portions of it while they're cooking, or they subscribe to me on YouTube to make sure that they have listened to all the content and then come back and subscribe to my podcast as well. Because it's the same mostly the same content there's sporadic things that are different between the two but they know now I used to also go live on Facebook however I realized by not going live on Facebook as often and just sharing that there's a new episode on Facebook I actually am reaching more people thank god I learned my lesson early on But, (laughs) there's multiple platforms that people can reach me on. I mean, if you include my Facebook page, my personal Facebook, my YouTube, all the channels that have me for podcasting, all the different apps. I mean, we're talking like eight apps now. People can shame me all they want on one platform. But they can't do it on 10. They can't. They're not going to. They don't have the balls to. But I have the balls to put content on all of these platforms because my goal has been to help improve the lives of others. That's been my main goal. My main goal has always been to love on y'all and to pray about y'all and to help and watch grow and us grow together especially 
we can do this because we're doing it together. We're both healing at the same time through different traumas in our childhood that we didn't realize were catching up to us in our adulthood. And I can assure you without a doubt that you're fucking worthy of it. You are so worthy of success. Please give yourself the credit. Please. And if you don't believe in yourself right now, that is totally fine. Take my belief in you and go for it. You can cry with me. You can come to me. You can scream with me. Let's go outside and scream and shout because we deserve it. We deserve the success that we want to make. And it's going to be different for everyone. Every single person has their different desires. Every single person has their different goals. But please, please give yourself more credit just like I need to give myself more credit. There's so many times that I look back and I say, how the fuck did I not know that? <laughs> how did I not see that? Because I didn't give myself credit in those times. And it happens a lot more than I'd like to admit. It just does. But one thing is for certain, and that's that my worth doesn't change and your worth doesn't change. You're still worthy of it. Regardless of what happened to you when you were younger, you're still worthy of it. Regardless of how people hurt you, you're still worthy of it. So, let's celebrate growth. Let's celebrate the changes. Let's take our power back. And let's just have fun. I promise. Excuse me. With everything in me, I want you to know you're worthy of it. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share it. Like it comment on it, subscribe. If there's someone that you think needs to listen to this, please do me a favor and send it to them so that way they know that they have a tribe that they can go to. They're not alone. You're not alone. I'm not alone. We're in this together. I love you guys. Like I said, over the weekend, I'll be posting all my YouTube videos. So if you haven't caught an episode, you can always go to YouTube and you can find it. Or you can find it on wherever I am at on my podcast (laughs) platforms. But I promise you, you're worthy of it. You can succeed. You will succeed. It may take longer than you want. And it may happen in an unsuspected way, but you will. You'll learn, you'll grow, you'll cry, but it's going to be okay. 
you're going to be okay and I'm going to be okay. We're just going to keep fighting together. Okay? I love you guys. I thank you guys so much for listening to me. And I hope that you guys have such a great weekend.